0: Okay, hey everybody, you're listening to Black and Quarantine. I'm Kayla and I'm here with my co-host Tiara, who um, you may or may not know who we are. <laughs> we <laughs> decided to launch this podcast um, near the beginning of you know the, the awareness around the pandemic when we were first beginning to be, the quarantine orders were coming out. We just really wanted to create a space where we could talk to everyday black folks about their experiences of the pandemic. Um, well, man plans and god laughs (laughs) we had good intentions and we just hadn't had the chance to uh record another episode after our, our initial episode but then um that would be the reason why you guys had no idea that tiara contracted the coronavirus and i'm not laughing tiara i promise i'm not laughing um tiara contracted the coronavirus um And I wanted, it was she actually, I talked to her today. I called her to check in and see how she was doing. And she shared that she was going to jump on and um, record an episode of Black in Quarantine. And I asked if I could, you know, get in on that action too. Like I want, I want to, I want to have a little bit of this conversation. We're in South Carolina and, um, If you're paying attention, we're not in this state. Our leadership isn't doing a good job of handling this at all. And so it seems especially relevant that we get on and talk about um, Tiara's diagnosis. Um, I had a little bit of a scare myself and tested negative. Um, But yeah, we wanted to just share a little bit from the perspective of someone who has the virus or had the virus and um, what that whole process was like. And Tiara, I think where I want to start is you know, at the beginning of this, when we even started talking about this podcast, you were you were doing all the things like you were wearing your mask, you were socially distancing, you were taking all of the precautions, and I'm assuming you've been doing that throughout. So, like, can you share a little bit about when you realized you contracted the virus, what that was like, what you felt like, and you know, if did you slip, did you slip up, did you like start slipping on your your pimping? What happened?
1: So, listen, it's, it's a little bit of both. So, because I'm in essential work, you know, I've worked the entire pandemic, you know, the entire shutdown. Um, but I was still wearing the mask, still doing a hand sanitizer, still uh, washing my hands. And I'm really anal about the hand washing to where I have an app on my watch. Like it goes off every 20 to 30 minutes. Hey, time to wash your hands. Hey, time to wash your hands.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I work at a bar and restaurant part time. Hmm, that. Um, <laughs> And a couple of Sundays ago, they had this major event, and I was like, oh, shit. It was so many people in the building. Okay, fine, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Let me continue to service my customers. Let me try to distance myself as much as possible from the fuckery that's across the room. Um, I'll be fine. You know, and I take, I'm all about the homeopathic and the holistic treatment. So um, I've been taking you know, things to boost my immunity since the very beginning. Um, and I'll touch on that again later when I talk about my treatment thing. Um, but may this is where I slipped up and I was very irresponsible and I flew to Houston, Texas. Okay. Now, before I went, the only thing I checked about Houston was the weather, so I knew how to pack. I did not check to see that Houston was indeed a hot spot. That's my fault. Um, I got on the plane and I am a severe allergy sufferer. So on the plane, I was like, oh man, like I threw up, I'm gonna see my whatever. Um, I threw up, you know, prior to us getting on the plane, I threw up for lunch, I was like, okay, maybe nerves, jitters, or maybe the food's bad. Um, We get to Houston and I'm congested, congested, and my ears have yet to pop, they find whatever. You know, I figure altitude, different climate, Nasty people, germs. Okay, cool. Um, so I get to keep it on Thursday. Friday, um, I asked my friend to go get me some allergy medication because at this time my head feels bigger than what it actually is. Um, and I'm just, I can't smell. Okay, fine. Again, allergies. I'm thinking maybe, you know, I have a sinus infection or so again, you know, the plane got. Gotcha. I take my allergy pills, Zyrtec D, Friday, and I take it Saturday. Saturday now, I cannot take it. But again, I'm congested. That's probably, you know, my sinuses, but they do act light skin sometimes. Um, and then Sunday, I go get breakfast, and I can't taste or smell at all. And now I'm getting a little A little nerve. And I was talking to my friend, and I was like, so I got this delicious breakfast from this friend a bistro across the street from the hotel. I can't taste that damn thing. I know how strawberries taste, so in my mind, I'm tasting it, but I can't taste this French toast. I can't taste this. And he was like, yeah, take another allergy pill. Okay, cool. Got it. Took another allergy pill, went on about my business. I go to the cookout. Yes, I went to a cookout. Um, and they handed me a rib, and all I tasted was salt. And they handed me some Hennessy baked beans, which I imagine were very good and they should have been good, but I can't tell you how they taste. I can't. Um, and all I tasted was sugar. And I kept saying to the ladies who house we had to cook out at, who's a nurse, and I was like, hey, all I tasted about was sugar. And she was like, okay, I got a pill for that. Yeah, I'm good on your pill. Thank you. Mm-hmm, I'm good on that um but we got back we were set to fly back to charlotte to get back to um you know where we live on monday and i get on the plane and i'm like my head feels
0: huge
1: i have migraine at this point i can barely roll my eyes at the tsa with their nasty asses um i, I can barely <laughs> engage in the conversation with the guy that was two seats over from me like i need to just lie down Mm. like I need a nap I can't take it we're on the plane and we're actually flying in the middle of a freaking storm so the turbulence is doing what it does and I'm like lord I might not make it oh my god (laughs) anyway we do make it I get back home and I'm being long-winded because that's why I'm whatever
0: no no keep going this is helpful
1: (laughs) and I'm talking to my friend and I love peppermint I love the soft peppermint And I had a bag in his car and I was paying him up, paying him up. He was like, what is wrong with you? Okay, so pause
0: real quick, because if I don't say this now, I'm not going to remember to say it. Uh, But, okay, so one of the things I love about you is the cadence at which you speak and your accent and how you are very matter of fact, right? You have like an old soul. like (laughs) You could be somebody. Like, it it trips me out. But the fact that you just said, I love peppermint. That totally sealed the deal.
1: <laughs> Listen, I have a bucket of red ball peppermints right now in my dresser. Like, I love peppermints. Whatever. I do. You
0: and my mama, who is a what? Grandmama. But okay. Oh, grandma.
1: <laughs> Well, if you know how much she loves them, then I'm the same. But what bothered me is I couldn't taste them. And those peppermints are very strong. And I was so bothered, and I said, you know what? I bet when I try to go to work tomorrow, they're going to tell me I can't come to work because I can't taste, nor can I smell. And he was like, man, you probably got that wrong. And I was like, I've been telling y'all, Rona going to have to work real hard to get me. And that's been the running joke of everybody in my, my friend circle. Because I've been doing everything, with the exception of wearing gloves. I think wearing gloves, ever, especially when you're, Constantly touching various things and doing various interactions. If you don't have a box of gloves on your hip to change those gloves at every interaction, you might as well throw fucking glitter in the air. <laughs> so glitter gets on everything. That's germs. That's cross contamination. So I do the mask, I do the hand sanitizing, I do the washing of the hands where my cuticles and my hands are raw. Um, But I refuse to do the gloves because I'm not, and I'm not putting hand sanitizer on latex gloves. I think that is dumb shit ever. But whatever. Um, You know, and again, I have been supposed to do this. When I come home, I take my shoes off at the door. I lysol them. I leave them outside. I take my clothes off. I shower as soon as I get. Like I've been doing the things that they tell you to do. But when I said Rona was going to have to work hard to get me, I admit that. I said that shit with my chest. Y'all, the whole got me. She got me. She got me and i try to go to work the next day and we have to do like this electronic self-assessment before we get to work and i was like all right these are my new symptoms loss of smell loss of taste migraine and that thing said you may not be able to report to work today not a problem i've seen it before because i came in contact with a customer about a month ago who told me about shopping at my retail job that she tested positive, both she and her husband, and they were quarantined for 21 days. Right, Mm. that if anybody deserved to be throat punched, it was her. Now, we both had on masks and there was no exchange in terms of me touching anything. Um, But we did have a 10 minute conversation, which pissed me off. And I recorded it, but I tracked my symptoms. And ever since then, I've been keeping what I like to call a COVID journal. I keep track of my temperature, um, and I take my temperature. Well, they take it at work, and I take it at night. Um, because this shit is serious, you know? Mm-hmm. But it also does not get really serious until it hits home. And it hit home for me. You know, I've contracted. So mm-hmm. I'm talking to my younger sister, and she'd been doing all the protests and everything and i was like god i want to go but i've been working i've been protesting it other way and um she was like you know they're saying a lot of people um, a lot of protesters have you know contracted the virus i'm going to go get tested i was like yeah have fun with that shit. they not sick. that shit i'm uh-uh. not even gonna happen and then one of my friends who i worked with at the bar says i don't feel well I have chills, I've been vomiting, I have diarrhea, I cannot smell, I'm congested, I have a migraine. Mm. All of the symptoms, all of them. So at this point, what I need to do is I need to get myself. So I'm like, oh gosh, okay. So I go and, um I go and I make an appointment to get tested. And my sister's like, okay, listen, the test isn't that bad. Hold your head back, do it really quickly. Cause now you're gonna have to self swab. Don't pull it out fast or it's gonna burn. You'll be fine. Now I'm dramatic when it comes to medical shit. Don't, don't, no, I'm not doing no needles. We're not doing none of this. Mm-hmm. So I go to take the test and I promise you almost got out of the line 50 11 times because I waited an hour I go to take the test and I tell the pharmacy tech because I went to CVS I tell the pharmacy tech listen I'm dramatic okay Um, how the hell we gonna do this and I made I made a joke and I said girl my nose not even that long and she looked at me and she was like so that's not how anatomy works I said wait a minute I know exactly how it works I know just how far my nasal cavity is calm the fuck down I was trying to inject some humor in this thing give me the q-tip let me do what i need to do from in front of you like hurrah so she was like i'm gonna walk you through this entire thing you know uh insert the q-tip until i say stop and i'm like what happened what and i was like i thought i had to do like an inch of the q-tip she was like a little bit more than an inch a little bit more than an inch okay so I, i do it and she was like you know when i tell you to stop then you swab your nostrils until i say stop And then you pull it out slowly. And I was like, slowly. She was like super slow again because you'll burn your nostrils and it'll be burning for like an hour. Y'all, she ain't lie. She ain't lie. I did it right on the left nostril. Immediately pulled it out on the first one and she could have been everything but a child of God. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? (laughs) It was a mess. It was a mess. So I wait for my results and they were like, oh, you know, three or four days. Try seven. Okay, seven. Because people won't stay their asses at the home uh, or social distance or wear these masks. So, seven days. Um, Now, in the process of me waiting to get these results, three people from Houston contacted me and say, I've got symptoms. And two of them said I tested positive. So, now at this point, I am nervous. Okay? I've already accepted the fact that I have it. I'm just continue to treat the symptoms and by this time i have loss of taste loss of smell sore throat migraine from while i was in houston haven't gotten rid of it um brain fog like the craziest thing i'm trying to read a book hood feminism and i can't read it because i don't know what the hell the lady talking about i've been on the same fucking chapter for forever i, I I just can't comprehend what it is she's saying and it's not that she's saying anything that is above my comprehension level i don't know i I can't my brain not processing it and then i had dry skin diarrhea um coughing and shortness of breath out of all of those symptoms the only two that really scared the hell out of me was the shortness of breath and that was the very last one i got Hmm. so i'm sleep one night and everybody who knows me know I love to sleep. I'm sleep at night and I wake up coughing, but I can't catch my breath. Y'all, I thought I was a goner, thought I was a goner. I'm in here trying to catch my breath. I'm Googling breathing exercises, um, deep breath. I'm like, okay, four, eight, one, let me get this together. Okay, calm down, sit up, you know, walk around, go outside, clear your lungs, girl, none of it. So Mm -hmm. at this point, My sister and I have like this central location where we keep all of our vitals. And, you know, it's we like to joke and say, it's our in the event of our demise folder.
0: Tupac, hello. Right?
1: (laughs) So I go to the folder and I go and I make sure that my life insurance information is up to date. All the while I'm trying to catch my breath. I go to make sure that my driver's license is up to date. That my employee information is up to date, my bank account information is up to date. I go in and I say, okay, this is my new health insurance. This is my primary care physician. This is, you know, everything that I have listed here on my will is to date. This is what it is. I'm updating it. You're good to go. And I said, okay, do not lie down tonight, sit stay, uh, you know, sit straight up, or you might not make it in the morning. Like that was the only time. Pir- very, very. So i ended up texting my sister in the middle of the night and i'm like listen i just want to let you know now i'm experiencing i I never said shortness of breath i've i've only said that to you everybody else i was saying i'm breathing funny Mm -hmm. and i have not been 100 honest with anybody in my family besides my sister um you know and I would tell her all the symptoms again because in the event something happens to me I have at least that one person that says well no this is actually what happened or yes she did experience those my mama doesn't know all these symptoms she'll know when she hit this podcast episode my grandparents um huh I said, Hey, mama, <laughs> my grandparents, like my grandfather and I talk, uh, we text every Sunday after church. Um, cause right, you know, right now nobody's going to church. So we do the bedside Baptist via Facebook watch. Mm-hmm. And I text him, and the first Sunday I didn't text him because I was in Houston, but that next Sunday I should have been able to text him, and I didn't, and that's where I messed up. And his spidey senses started tingling. And He was like, uh, hello, is everything okay? You good? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm under the weather. And he was like, what exactly does that mean? Oh, no, I'm just a little sick. Uh Uh-uh, no. Girl, my phone runs so damn fast. Um, so I didn't tell everybody everything because I didn't want all of them worrying Um, and I know my grandma like I was like grandma when all of this is over I want some pot roast because my grandma make the best pot roast Um, and I want some rice that's all I want oh and some chicken and dumplings my grandma was over here within like two to three hours with a care package on my porch like all right, do this make sure you do this here's your food grandma I can't taste none of this but I'm gonna eat it though Mm-hmm. i'm gonna eat it and i ate it and tore it up as if i could taste it and all i tasted was salt all i tasted was salt anyway so i got my results late again and i couldn't read my results because it of course you don't get a positive and a negative you get a detected or non-detected depending upon who processes your lab results um And I'm like, okay, cool. Let let me call the CVS hotline for the Minute clinic because I don't know what the fuck this means because one says detected and the other line says non-detected. So I'm like, do we get a false positive? Like, do I have to take this shit again? Uh, At this point, I'm on the man though. I've been quarantined for three weeks. What the hell is going on? So I can never get in touch with them because of course the line is like 52 hours long. Um... You know, to speak with the representative on the line. And then DHEC calls. <laughs> and then my employer, corporate calls, and like, we need to know if we have to shut the store down. Well, ma'am, if you were talking about shutting the store down, the time to do it was three weeks ago. But whatever, neither here nor there. So I go you know I'm talking to the DHEC lady and she was like what's your flight number what's your seat number was your flight delayed uh, was there a seat in between what did you eat did you get this were you offered a bag I'm like oh my god um, you know when did you first notice your symptoms and I had to call her back because initially I thought I was experiencing issues with my allergies so when I talked to her I was like no I didn't start experiencing symptoms until Sunday well that's wrong I started experiencing symptoms Thursday when I flew. So they're going through all of that, trying to trace it. Um, I am on the mend. I do have some coughing every now and again, so I can't get too tickled with you today, Kayla. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, the brain fogginess is it comes and goes, which is a plus because I have work to do um but i was able to taste some of my food today i had some carrots i could taste those i couldn't taste the chicken um i cannot smell at all um, and talking to her the lady at DHEC which is a nurse practic- practitioner she was like yeah that means i come back for weeks what and then i was like what about my um you know sense of smell or taste you know all together and she was like yeah you know a few weeks to a few months i'm sorry what happened wow
0: that's wild. I had, I did not realize that. That is
1: wow. So I'm like, do I need to retest before I go back to work because I'm off for another two weeks Um, as I chose to continue to quarantine um, because my sister, my baby sister and I live together. Um, And you know, that's one of the questions she asked, do you live with anybody? And I was like, yeah. She was like, so are they quarantined as well? And I was like, no, nobody told me they need to quarantine. They told me I needed to quarantine. So I locked myself in my room and I haven't been out unless they're not here. And a trail of Lysol follows me. And she was like, yeah, they need to be quarantined as well. So they've been quarantined for the last 48 hours. Um, my sister and my nephew um, to ensure that you know, they get through the incubation phase or the infectious stage, um, you know, without any symptoms. And thus far, neither of them have symptoms. So we've been watching them closely, especially my nephew, because he has asthma. Um, But my sister is a crazy case because my sister is the queen of kickbacks. So she's been having, like, gatherings every week. Outside at my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I remember. I remember you when we were first kind of talking about you know everybody being quarantined. We were expressing frustration with people not you know doing their due diligence, wearing their masks, social distancing. One of the things that stands out for me in my memory is we talked about your sister. Like I remember, like I think we were trying to even record an episode of the podcast one day. And you were like, "What is all this noise on my front porch? Yes. Like, what is going? What's going on?" and um it was because you know you were constantly saying like your sister would not comply and so in my mind like it kind of, it kind of just blows my mind that <laughs> you caught the the virus <laughs> and she hasn't because yes. i remember you say the way that she would not comply but the, the other things that kind of stand out for me are like you know i think we all you know have been doing doing the things right we've been wearing the mask we've been social distancing but then i think there have been little shortcuts that everybody kind of takes um you know for a long time i held off going to see my parents i did the best that i could and then i broke <laughs> like i had mm-hmm. to go see my mom and dad. because you know like we start you start to kind of feel like well it won't hurt right like what? it won't it won't hurt but when you start to think about it like for for two things one not just not wanting to contract the virus not taking shortcuts so you don't contract it but now you're in a situation where you're like i'm trying to trace this thing but it you know it could be the 10 minute conversation it could be the airplane ride it could be you know xyz exactly. and, and when you don't comply when you don't wear the mask when you don't social distance when you aren't like mindful and going only out to get essential needs it's hard to trace where the virus came from um you know which also makes it hard to trace who else might (laughs) potentially have it and you don't get symptoms for like you know two weeks Mm -hmm. so like that's that's crazy hearing your um experience but I think you know even for me when I thought I had the virus because I woke up morning and i had a a fever of like 102 and i I had chills i was simultaneously hot and cold at the same time and it stuck like for like two or three days i was taking tylenol um but i finally went and got (laughs) tested i was so sure that i had the coronavirus i could not get out of bed my body ached Um, I i had to take off from work um and my test you know it didn't take seven days my test came back relatively Quick, I went to um, an urgent care, Um, it came back negative, but one thing that stood out for me was like, in the process of all that, you know, we're talking about essential workers, getting essential goods, like what really matters right now. Let me tell you, feeling like you might die from something like you didn't see coming, (laughs) like in the midst of a pandemic where everybody's afraid, like essential takes a whole new word like like meaning right like yep i really started to consider like what really was essential you know like am i really going to stress over getting to work <laughs> like when i might that. not do well am i you know am i going to like entertain petty conversations and like, you really start to reconsider like what matters the most. Did you feel that at all? Like, did you feel a pers- like a perspective shift? Did, like going forward, are you looking at things a little differently? Because I know you didn't have symptoms as severe as some people have them, but that shit sounds terrifying. You know, like to <laughs> not be able to breathe at night. <laughs> you know what I mean? I-, I imagine there's a level of like, you know, if you're spiritual, it's like, Lord, if you just let me get through this. Uh-huh.
1: That, you know that's the conversation, <laughs> that's, that's the conversation.
0: <laughs> On the other side of this, I can guarantee you I'm a X, Y, and Z. Do you feel
1: Listen. that at all? Absolutely, and, and still feel it because I still have some symptoms. Even though I've been clear to leave, like I still have symptoms. I'm still coughing, you know, again, the loss of taste, the loss of smell. Like I had body aches yesterday. Um, when I woke up. And according to the Department of Health and Human Services here in South Carolina, I should have no longer been infectious as of July 2nd. However, oh yeah, you know, you're good to free and you're good to roam around. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, no ma'am. I'm going to stay right here in this house. Like, I'll go out and get me some more groceries. You know, that's that, but that's it. Um, My mental, let me say this. Had I not been able to have conversation with, um, this guy that was in Houston, um, you know, for the event that we went, uh, you know, we went for, and he has like a bad case, like can't breathe vomiting. He just started eating. He just, uh, was able to just sit up. Had I not had repeated conversations with him, with us checking on each other, I probably been a lot worse off because I couldn't talk to anybody who was experiencing it and who could say, no, 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 no. Not everybody I talked to, but some people I talked to was like, oh, maybe you've got the flu. Oh no, that's a sinus infection. Oh, you know, it's just your sinus acting up. You know how your allergies do. And I'm like, no, we're not gonna put this on the allergies this time. This, this is serious. Like this is not a respiratory infection. This is not, you know, a sinus infection. This, this is Rona this is the coronavirus this is COVID 19 like uh uh-uh um but then again me trying to protect my family and my friends by not sharing with them exactly what i'm going through over here in terms made it worse for me um again you know like i said i hadn't been honest with my mom you know completely i hadn't been honest with my grandparents you know even talking to my grandma like i called her i just popped up and i called and she was like you sound okay. How do you feel? I've been worried about you. I've been praying. I was like, oh, hell. This is why I ain't want you to know. Um, you know, my mom, my mom is not an emotional person, um, but she's a, uh, how you doing? What's your symptoms like today? You good? Like I talked to my mom, you know, several times a week, but her calls and her texts started to be, you know, a, a, a little bit more than normal. And I'm like, okay, she's worried. Cool. That's my mom. But I felt like I needed to protect them so that I can get through this. Um, And it may have been selfish, but I I know my people. Um, And I'm the strong friend in, I would say, all my circles, not most in all my circles. So I'm the one that people go to, you know what I'm saying? I'm the shoulder. I don't necessarily have that. Um, So for me, protecting them was better for me. Um, and I guess that's that whole suffering in silence type thing, but I made it through. Um, and again, my sister's been my rock, you know, we laugh and we joke, you know, on a daily, but I want to say she was a little concerned as well. Um, you know, especially with my tech, me texting her at three, four o'clock in the morning. So yeah, these are the latest on the symptoms. I just want you to know, check on me in the morning, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and for you to have to have those conversations and for me to feel like, when I say shit got real, shit got real with the shortness of the breath, Mm -hmm. period. All this other stuff, I was okay, all right, fine. The shortness of the breath, oh girl, let me update this wheel, Jesus. Let me see who gonna get these shoes, who gonna get uh, this, let me make sure, you know, the people in my investment club know what's up so that they know how to split the shares. Like, I was planning all of this like four or five o'clock in the morning, like, okay, I gotta make sure my affairs in order. You know, I don't want I want them to be able to grieve, you know, not to grieve and be looking. Nobody doesn't go for me. Like I'm good. But that at that moment, it let me know, fuck this job, fuck that job, fuck these people. All the masks will be worn continuously. These hands will be raw. Like, I don't have time to be playing with people out here. Um, and then there's more. So I asked the lady, I was like, you know, I want to retest. <laughs> Excuse me. I want to retest before I go back to work. And she was like, "Yeah, you can do that, but let me tell you why you may not want to." And I'm like, "Oh hell, here we go." You may actually get another positive, and you may continuously be positive for months because your body still recognizes that you have those corona antibodies. However, after a few months those antibodies will leave your system and you are subjected, or you may be subjected to catch it one more damn time. Ma'am, if you don't get the hell off my phone with this bad news, I don't need this type of negativity in my life. What? So you mean to tell me I may catch this shit again? Huh? But then she says, oh, on the bright side, the things that you have been taking to treat your symptoms it's probably why you had a mild case of COVID mild man I don't care about mild I don't care about hot and spicy I don't care about medium and wimpy I, the fact that I have positive is is enough for me so I'm telling her and I'm telling you know the medical professionals that I've discussed all of this with you know what symptoms the symptoms and what I've been using the treatment. Everybody says, you taking Tylenol? Nope, because nothing's really hurting. Um, You know, I took ibuprofen because that's all I had that one time um, for, you know, the body aches or whatever, but you know, they eventually go away. I'm all about the homeopathic and the holistic treatments. So I took um, black sea oil, I took sea moss gel, vitamin D, E and C, um, elderberry and honey have been my staples. Um, alkaline water because uh, it's important to stay hydrated which is a, an, an issue I had um, I take and I probably shouldn't be drinking these but I have the body armor um, super drinks it's got like coconut water and electrolytes and stuff in it um, I feel like I'm missing some stuff oh and I burn thieves peppermint eucalyptus and tea tree oil all day all day um, and I've been doing that from the beginning. Like it's pulling out the phlegm. It's helping me, you know, with my sinuses, my congestion. Um, it's helping me with my taste because you know that peppermint is something serious. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much where we are. Um, yeah. Do Do you have any other questions?
0: No, <laughs> well, I, I mean it's it's fascinating. And there again, there are just so many considerations and I guess one of the things like what like just keeps coming up for me is like you just can't be too right. cautious like you can't be, I know we miss folks I know we miss different activities there's a longing to be back out and to be so for some of right. us right like there's a longing to be out and be social um, but the fact of the matter is the more we refuse to wear our mask and the social distance like it's, it's prolonging any kind of return that we can have you know to those things and I think you know, what I'm getting is like, especially here in South Carolina, if you know, f- for those of us that are paying attention, like it's terrifying. I know even before I learned about, you know, what you were going through before I had my scare, I have a family member back home in Manning, South Carolina, um, who tested positive for the virus, was asymptomatic, mm-hmm. but tested because um, they were <laughs> in uh, had symptoms, wasn't asymptomatic, but tested positive. Um, they worked in a plant um and i think about that a lot like just you know essential workers especially in rural communities um you think about people who are like sharing rides because they have to get to work they have to get that Mm -hmm. check to companies don't value the humanity of their employees and are putting them in positions where they weren't taking the proper precautions to make sure people did not catch the virus um i think you know even when i start to think about things like um you know cooler fest <laughs> um, oh, I there were a lot of folks at cooler fest a lot of younger folks even and i'm thinking about you know some of those folks going back to their grandmamas <laughs> and their oh, aunties yeah. and their uncles and thinking because i'm not showing symptoms because i don't you know because i feel fine that it's okay and i you know i want to have a good time and I, I think about you know our state <laughs> um the leadership being kinda of oh, raggedy. You know, a little more a little more <laughs> than raggedy. Um and just, you know, I think especially for us as black people, this podcast, you know, we really talk about black stuff um, especially for black people we we know community right like we, we we are community we've always been community we can you know social media is cool but we've been like moving telephone lines and you know he said like move getting messages and yes. organizing and all those things for the longest I think now more than ever in addition to you know staying aware staying plugged in we we have to look out for each other right and it and it will it will even cause call for tough love like you know you sh- you talking to your sister and reminding her like there's a lot to consider here and and a lot of responsibility that we all have. I think um, there's a call right now for us to really lean into each other and to support each other and just like making the right decision so that we can all get through this. You know, um, it's terrifying to think about, you know, memorializing your family member over a zoom call, you know, like, um, (laughs) or being memorialized over a zoom call. Right. Right. Like, um, so much has changed. I think there are things that everybody is kind of in agreement with that have been shaken up and revealed because of this mm-hmm. pandemic that we don't want to go back to, um, but we do eventually want to be able to go back to like experiencing our loved ones, experiencing social interactions, um, being in community with each other and fellowship with each other. I think you know, Zoom is nice, but there's an element of that that that, that really helps us thrive, and so. I don't know like have you been watching the press conferences here in south carolina do you um i i remember um i was going into work nobody was really in the office and i have a teenager i need to get away from sometimes so i was before i thought I had it i went into work a a few times um and sat in the office but i was i would leave out with my mask on and (coughs) now i'm coughing Uh (laughs) and i would walk down main street and i'm telling you like i know at least two or three days like i walked down main street five blocks both ways wearing my mask and i'd see like two people <laughs> two or three people walking down main street wearing their mask and i'm like this is terrifying and so when you when we get the news that we are like like the number th- like number three in the world <laughs> like, like um i think i think that's not like extremely shocking considering how leadership hasn't really stepped up and taken bold stances and 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 made sure that they are, um, you know, I, I I have mixed feelings about mask ordinances because of the level of policing from law enforcement, yeah. but also from Karen uh, that, that. <laughs> that, that, that might encourage. Um, but I think we need, we need bolder and stronger leadership on so many levels to make sure people are kept safe.
1: I agree. I, I have been watching the pod. I mean, not the podcast, excuse me, the press conferences, however, I can do without them because the, the, we're being led straight into the gates of hell. Straight, McMassa (laughs) and his his administration is just trash. It's all about the almighty dollar, Um, you know, and it's not about how can I best serve my people by protecting my people? You know, it's about how can I ensure that the economy in South Carolina, you know, it's thriving and well, how can I get these businesses back? You know, how can we stop paying, you know, uh, into unemployment, you know, and these, these different aids and things for various businesses and corporations. Listen, you got to have people to work. And in order to have people to work, you need to be able to protect the people. Like you, you can't run the company by itself. Well, the company can't run itself. Um, you know, and I do feel like we, we opened up too soon, but I I know we had to do it because, you know, we would have been in depression, a, a depression at this point. However, we could have opened up in phases. Um, And I think that, you know, from the leadership uh, at the very top down to local leadership um, has not done right by the citizens at all. Um, And I think, you know, instead of listening to them, we need to think about ourselves and what's best for me. You know, I went out today to get some essentials and I had my mask on. Remember I said shortness of breath and this KN95 mask do not work together. However, I respect myself and the people that I'm around. So I'm gonna wear this mask. Now it may take me a little bit longer to meal around the store to get, you know, everything I need on my list, but at least I'm protecting myself. And it's almost like one of the things I've noticed is that I'm seeing a lot of people saying that, oh, this is a hoax. Oh, this is a man-made, you know, virus that, you know, is all about population control. Either way, whatever floats your conspiracy theory boat, what I need for you to do is to kiss my ass and wear the mask. That's all I need you to do. That's it. Just wear the mask because you'll feel so bad if you take it and one of your children passes away or if you, you know, decide you're not going to wear the mask. And like you say, you infect your grandparents or your parents, you know, or even your spouse. Like who wants to live through that? Mm-hmm. Like just be if, if you're not going to think about yourself, think about your loved ones at that point. So I don't, I don't know. I, I just need for the people to do a little bit better about themselves, um, you know, and about mm-hmm. the people that they care about. You know, whatever the conspiracy theory is for today, it doesn't matter. Where what what's the new uh, campaign mask a casket? Like oh yeah, <laughs> seen that happen. <hashtag. laughs> I mean, but if, if you look at it, it's been here today. You know, they're posting something about oh, you know, they will post a joke about it. Um, and then the next day they're on a ventilator in the hospital. And then by the third day, their page now says remembering XYZ. I Y, Z. I didn't want that to be me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I needed to do what mm-hmm. I needed to do to ensure that I was okay. But if I did leave, you know, if I did die, I wanted to make sure that my family was set to where it wouldn't have to be Oh, You know, Tiara has a GoFundMe. Y'all don't do no GoFundMe for me. I have life insurance. I'm good to go. Like, no, we're not doing that. Um, you know, and not only that, when people come over, I'm in my room. Hell, I'm in the room now. I don't leave the room, mm-hmm. um, you know, unless I have to go to the kitchen for something. Um, but I have not had any length of interaction with my nephew or my sister the three weeks close to a month that I've been in quarantine. You know, i just realized mm-hmm. I'm the very definition of Black and quarantine, Look at that. <laughs> you
0: look. are. You are black. You are black, You are I I wanted to, before we leave, I wanted to say two things. One, I know you mentioned economics and um, economic viability. I think this is also a time where we can look at how we center humanity and center folks over businesses. Amen. And this would be a great time for us to have a universal basic income for people. That's just what I yes. feel. Yeah. true that. Run, run us, run us our money, Best. please. Um, and then also, um, I know you you talked about it feeling like hell, being, having you know to go through that. Um, just in general, 2020 has been so crazy, and I've seen lots of people tweet like, you know, are we actually in hell? Like, is this hell? so? Here's where I've landed, and I've asked a couple of other folks. I've shared with a couple of other folks. Now, okay, I'm willing to consider that we, okay, this might be hell, right? Like, I'm willing to. <laughs> I'm going to consider that. <laughs> here's where I have, here's where I cannot make like, here's where I don't have clarity. If it is hell, is it a personal hell crafted just for Ooh. me and everybody else in it are like actors in the simulation Ooh. or can we all land here together? Like, <laughs> is this a shared hell experience? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know.
1: You know, I'm, I'm. You say hell. I'm gonna say Jumanji. I saw that on Twitter and I hollered because that's exactly what it feels like. At this point, we should be on like level five or six. Um, this this has been crazy. You know, the killer wasp, or you know, now they're talking about the bubonic plague and all this. This thing. I'm. I'm good. I'm good. Corona. I'm um, me down. I'm good. I don't need nothing else. I need my say. <laughs> Listen, I, l- I would be like Sleeping Beauty. Like wake me <laughs> up
0: later. <laughs> this is a lot.
1: I can't. Tell you know. Me. And one of my friends asked me. He was like, "I know you want to be out there on the front lines of the protest." He's like, "I know you want to be amongst the people. I know you want to be out there. You know, raising your fists and cussing and fussing. You know, and and you know, being face to face. You know, what I'm saying with our oppressors. But how do you feel? trying to juggle your activism and corona i said boy that that's a conversation i'm not ready to have like i am struggling because i see people on the front lines and it's not but so much i can do um you know and that forced me to research other ways that you know my activism could be effective um you know and ways i can lend myself to the movement um but I still want to be out there, but I know I can't be out there, you know, because I don't want to infect anybody or, you know, I don't want to get reinfected. Um, so, you know, that's another thing that, you know, I think people should explore. Um, but yeah, Jumunji in hell sounds about right. Um, I'm just ready for, you know, November to get here. I feel like once we do what we're supposed to do in November and we see some administration changes prayerfully, I'll, like we're going to wake up and it's going to be like, unicorns and glitter and all kinds of shit outside and yeah that's how I feel Mm -hmm. I'm trying
0: to to make it to the other side girl (laughs) but like like Mahalia Jackson said, <laughs> I'm a girl there, like my soul looks back and wonder <laughs> how I got over. How did I <laughs> make it more? But I thank you. I thank you anyway, Jesus. Oh um, and and okay, so ladies and gentlemen, everybody listening, good folks. Um, if you if you don't take away anything else from this, just know that if Tiara, middle name, I don't do people I don't like people (laughs) if her ass can catch the coronavirus you too my friend can catch the coronavirus so please stay home please wear a mask and if you must go out for essential items please be sure to social distance thank you so much for listening